0: for me! I'm a man! I'm 40! We are back with another edition of the Fantasy 40 Podcast with myself, John DeBarry, my co-host, Matt Walker, and as always, brought to you by our friends at Expand the Box Scores. So, we have a wild card weekend behind us, We're looking ahead to the remainder of the NFL playoffs, but no time like the present to get into our annual award show, the 40s. So, uh, we have a quite a few uh categories to run through here i had a real hard time with a couple of these um which surprised me because usually i don't but walk how are you and where do you want to kick off this is awards extravaganza
1: i love it i love it i had no trouble with any of these Uh which um, might not necessarily be a good thing, because I might have just, the first guy that popped in my head, that's that's who got the award. So it might not be the actual, you know, best candidate for those awards, but that's who came to my head. So we should probably just get MVP out of the way, because I have to believe that we have the same MVP.
0: The, is it Christian McCaffrey? Tis. Yeah, I mean, look, he outscored <laughs> fucking quarterbacks this <laughs> year in, in quarterback-friendly scoring. So, yeah, pretty much a no-brainer. My only ding on him is that when you needed this guy, boy, did he shit the bed in Week 17. That's the only thing that'll give you a pause. Like, if you're one of those crazy uh, <laughs> Major League Baseball writers that votes on baseball MVP, and yeah, for whatever... He snubbed you in an interview, so you give somebody else your first plate float. That's kind of where I'm at. That guy burnt me in quite a few spots and burnt a lot of people in week 17. But other than that, I mean, he exploded this year.
1: Yeah, he he also was largely responsible for you playing a meaningful game in in week 17. Oh, absolutely. As well, 24.6 fantasy points per game. He scored a touchdown in 13 of 16 games on the year and never scored below 13.1 fantasy points. That was week 17. Yeah. You know, so his, his dud game was still 13 PPR points, you know, a, a game. So when that's your floor, um, yeah, that's, that's a, that's a fantasy MVP. There's really, I don't, I don't think that there's any, any arguments to be made against uh, Christian McCaffrey being the fantasy MVP this year. So if we're doing MVP, we got to go to LVP, right? The, the 40 favorite, least valuable player. Who do you got, John?
0: I I, I suspect we have the same one here too. I went with Austin Eckler. I mean, when you factor in where he was going in drafts and I mean, he did pick up a little uh, injury action this year, but he was still out there quite a bit in a team where people had higher expectations and, you know, all his contract drama in the off season him to just come out and stink, and that whole Chargers team stunk top to bottom. But yeah, from for that was the least valuable player to me, especially when you're looking at where these guys are being drafted.
1: Yeah, so I did not have Mr. Eckler for that for this category. You know, spoiler alert, he must be discussed.
0: <laughs> spoiler alert, he won more than one category for oh, me. As, okay. much as, as much as I tried to not do that,
1: I couldn't yeah. help it. See, I I uh limited. To one player per category, right? You you can't be a multi award winner on the 40s, far as I'm concerned. I so, listen, I I I mean agree, you could you could, but you could be a candidate a year. Yes, yes. I mean that was an epic fail by Mr. Eckler. So I went with Tony Pollard. Tony Pollard ended up being running back 14 on the season, although he got the workload. He had 252 carries and 67 targets, but couldn't produce an RB one finish for one of the highest scoring offenses. In the league. In fact, Tony Pollard produced 0.69 fantasy points per opportunity last year. He was outscored by Kyron Williams, Alvin Kamara, and Saquon Barkley, even though each of those individuals played at least three less games than Tony Pollard did. It's it's hard to be as bad as he was given his general health role and opportunity. And offense. He how many
0: touchdowns did he have?
1: Abysmal. I do not have that number in front of me if you give me a hot
0: second. I I because I, I I there were many games because we have we, we're we're a Pollard podcast, we like that guy. Oh, um there were many, there were many games where I remember even just seeing him in there, and they give it to Dowdle, or you know, we'll just he seemed to be a victim of <laughs> play calling I'm you know he played on the franchise tag I'm very curious to see what happens to him this offseason because we've seen him be a very viable RB1 so it'll be interesting to see what happens a, a year from now all
1: right Tony Pollard had six touchdowns on the season all rushing did not have a receiving touchdown even though he saw more targets and receptions than he had in any season in his career he was less efficient his lowest Yards per reception average, 5.7 yards per reception, no receiving touchdowns, four yards per carry, lowest also of his five-year career, and only six (coughs) touchdowns Hmm. on the season. Yeah.
0: The victim of circumstance. All right. We're
1: just going to blame Mike McCarthy. That's just (laughs) what we're doing there. I love love that. There you go. It's
0: pretty easy to do. So we kind of went uh, overall big picture fantasy for those two. Let's let's break it down a little bit and go our, our personal picks here. So I'm thinking we go personal MVP. So not you know if you if you have a bunch of McCaffrey, it could have been him, but kind of guys that carried your fantasy season for you and for me personal MVP. And I'm surprised it didn't pop in my head right away. I actually had to look through some rosters. Sam Laporta, you know, going into this year, I, I talked all off season about I'm not drafting tight ends anymore. You could just always get them on the cheap, on the trade block. And this year I liked this tight end class and I <laughs> went against my own advice. I had a ton of Laporta, a ton of Musgrave, uh Tucker Craft who became useful. There, there's other guys too whose names are just escaping me at this moment, but I had a ton of Sam Laporta and Ooh Look out, tight end one, rookie season exploded on the scene. That guy ended up carrying me on quite a few rosters.
1: Yeah, hard to argue, uh, Sam Laporta. I mean, it almost all got taken away from us. Um, and oh and boy, did it! it. Um, luckily, you know, it was just a was it a, a bone bruise or or something? A hyperextension and a bone bruise. It looked looked a lot worse. Um, and he didn't look any worse for the wear um, uh, uh, this weekend. So, yeah, Sam Laporte is a, a great one. Um, and clearly, uh, you know, 10 tight ends, only tight end with double-digit touchdowns this season. Um, super impressive. I went with DJ Moore. Um, I've been mm. a DJ Moore stan forever. Yeah. He was wide receiver six this year. Been hyping him and really believed that this trade to Chicago was going to unlock his ceiling, and it did. He saw the second most targets of his career, 136. He had the most yards of his career, 1364, and he had the most touchdowns of his career, eight. He had been a four touchdown a year guy, almost like clockwork, his entire career in uh, in uh, Carolina. I think he, I think he crested at six last season was his high water mark. Um, a lot of people were concerned that Fields wasn't going to allow DJ Moore to to fire, and he most certainly did. DJ Moore is an alpha. He deserves to be ranked as a dynasty wide receiver one, entering his hyper prime. The only thing I don't like is recently I, I saw a report that DJ Moore does not work out in the offseason, a- and he does just about the opposite. I forget what the post <laughs> was. i got to go find it. He – like lives his life in the offseason. He he might be the Leonard Fournette of wide receivers where he he's not a he's not all about his craft in the offseason. He he's enjoying his life. So that might not lend itself to a you know a lengthy time at the top, but the next three to four years of DJ Moore, I'm pretty excited whether it be uh Justin Fields or the aforementioned Caleb Williams um with, for the Bears at one on one. Yeah, there's some.
0: uh <clears throat> definitely some craziness going on. <laughs> fucking DK Metcalf eats candy for dinner. What are, what are we doing here? What am I <laughs> yeah. doing? What am I doing wrong?
1: <laughs> yeah, duty to one meal a day,
0: <laughs> and it's
1: fucking Twizzlers. Yeah, Honkers. <laughs>
0: ridiculous. Like- All right, yeah, so man. going the the opposite way here. Personal least valuable player. So, what guys did you have that kind of sunk your season? I, I had Eckler kind of scribbled in here. I know we're trying to stay away from it. Kenny Pickett was another guy. I have a, a lot of, and I just shit, just be a low end QB two for me. Um, but I went with the guy who I, I don't have a lot of, but in one league where I really pushed to win and I, I dumped a first for this player, older guy, but I said, I got to get the win here. Favorable schedule for me, Derek Henry, man. The the last three weeks of the season, when you need a pop from somebody, he got nine points, 26 points, which is good, and then seven. So that nine in the first round of the playoffs would, would have sunk many teams. And then that seven in the championship game would have really sunk your team when you're looking for a lot more. So for me personally, it, it ended up being Derrick Henry was the, the guy that uh, killed me this year.
1: Tell you what, if you played in the week 18 with Derrick Henry, you were happy. All right, true story. He rushes for 153 yards and a touchdown against Jacksonville. Too um, little, too late. Yeah, I mean it's ironic. He was he's running back ten on the season. I mean, so he 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 got there in counting stats. He got the ten touchdowns, twelve hundred yards. Actually, most receptions of his career, most receiving yards of his career, and had a receiving touchdown as well. But yeah, not not that. The, the season end that you had hoped with that schedule, I had Derrick Henry in quite a few spots and uh, <clears throat> was was victim to that myself. So this was one that became super easy to me. Um, Jerry Judy. Just, I have so much yeah. Jerry you, you are a Judy guy. In my life. Wide receiver 50 on the season. Um, let me just ex- Explain to you why I can't quit <laughs> this guy. Okay, just take you back in time. You <laughs> I, can, he sounds sad. I can to, hear it. To the final five weeks of the 2022 season for Jerry Judy. All right, and why I was so optimistic um, about Jerry Judy, wide receiver one season. Check the check the Twitter timeline. It's there. I said he's going to be a wide receiver one this year. The last five weeks, he had 41 targets. 33 receptions, 458 yards, and three touchdowns. That's a 17-game pace of 139 targets, 112 receptions, 1557 yards, and Ooh. touchdowns. He was awesome to finish the 2022 season with Russell Wilson. You're like, oh, okay, it's finally happening. You're like, yeah, they're getting on the same page. No, no, nope, nope. That that page was Cortland Sutton. Apparently, there, there wasn't a Jerry Judy page in the 2023 playbook, and I just had so much. I got him where I didn't have him, which wore us in a lot of places because I had so much Judy in my life. And he just totally pooped his pants. Wasn't even a wide receiver four on the no. season. I At didn't. I didn't look. I didn't. That's how well he finished. Holy That's shit! Fifty. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's a reality of life when you're when your team Judy. Right? You 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 realize that players such as uh Darius Slayton outscores them. And uh you know uh Tyler Boyd outscores them. You know, such such visionaries as Curtis Samuel, you know, outscores them. Yeah. So, question for you, because you had him, and he
0: obviously stunk almost the whole year. It, it, and this is a problem with a lot of these guys that are, you know, these LVP types. At what point do you not put them in your lineup? Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? There's guys that I had, too, that you go, oh, this guy's just fucking terrible. But you you really don't have other options. And you're like, well, I guess, guess he's starting again this week because you're just hoping. And then. The worst thing you could do was bench him the one week he finally has a good game, too. So, did you keep playing him? Did he sink you completely? In,
1: in, yeah, listen, in spots, listen, we talked about some of our wide receiver rosters. Yeah, yeah, before yeah. we went live, there were some spots where, yeah, he still was my third best wide receiver, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he was starting, but not where I could avoid it, right? I mean, it just, you, you it just, you couldn't. I mean, the guy played 16 to 17 games, only had 87 receptions, had 54 catches, 758 yards, and two touchdowns. I mean, not like the the worst thing ever in the world, but I literally, I'm like, man, he's getting chemistry with Russell Wilson, who's definitely going to be there next year because they can't release him. Well, it sounds like they are now, and they're just eating that money. But ooh, they, you know, they, it, it was like Russell Wilson was told by Sean Payton not to throw it to Jerry Judy. Like it by, by any means necessary, you throw it to literally anyone else on the field, but Jerry Judy, I mean, it's tough. First round pick in 2020 just completed year four. I have to assume he didn't get his fifth year option picked up. He will be a free agent. I would assume uh, again. Um And it would be interesting if a change of scenario a change of scenery helps this guy um, because he has been a disappointment. I mean, he has been a fail hasn't, it doesn't have a thousand yard season doesn't have a 70 reception season, you know, maxed out at six touchdowns last year. So he's shown he can be productive in spurts, but he hasn't put it together across uh, four seasons. So no good. (laughs) All right. right, Speaking of no good, what
0: direction do you want to go in next?
1: Well, we've been uh, – we almost walked down the sheet, or at least to, how you had sent them to me, so that's how I, I have them laid out. I think we just check the box of Rookie of the Year because I also think we're going to have the same guy there, and then we can just I, Listen, on. I
0: Listen, I –
1: we have to, there's only two guys. This, these are the, non, really
0: like these are the non, these are the non Puka awards, right? I mean, that guy obviously wins any rookie related anything. I put him for any rookie stuff in parentheses. And mm-hmm. even when we did the rookie sleeper, it's called the rookie sleeper, not named Puka Nakua award. So they obviously rookie of the years, is Puka. Uh, I think a chain gets an honorable mention, but uh, you, you had to go CJ Stroud for me.
1: Yeah, listen, I, I didn't know Mitt Puka from this one. I did from the ones you clearly indicated, the no Puka <laughs> award. So he got it from me. It was wide receiver four. Yeah, year. I mean, that, me too. Reception and yardage records in the process. And he just looks like the newer, more physical version of Cooper Cup in the Sean McVay offense. Um, it's crazy. you know. He just, he just came right out of the gates. Uh, so hot. But yeah, if it weren't for him, it'd be C.J. Stroud just – you know, our QB, our fantasy QB two, our real life QB one through this entire process was CJ Stroud. And he was exactly what we thought that that he was going to be. I didn't think so quickly because I wasn't enamored with his cast of characters. Right. I I Nico didn't happen yet, even though I was a big Nico Collins fan. Dalton Schultz was a rental tank Dell who knew what was in the box. You know, Noah Brown, Robert Woods, like un you know, vets or, you know, low upside type guys. And he just made everyone look like a superstar in the process. I mean, it's super impressive what uh, Stroud was able to do in his rookie year as well. So no disrespect to him, but you know, Puka breaking records, you know, as a what fifth round pick is yeah. Clear rookie of the year. So nothing, nothing to see here. So
0: what's up? I was going to say, I haven't seen, videos of this guy playing a long time, but somebody yesterday comped Puka to Anquan Bolden. So I got to go
1: back and John, watch honestly, a little you know, Anquan
0: Bolden action.
1: I was going to say Anquan Bolden before you talked. Yeah. God, so I, 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 don't, I say, don't remember much of it,
0: but I am very curious to go back and watch some highlights and see. I have to think cool. from
1: a size perspective, they're comparable. They both weren't the fastest. I mean, Anquan Bolden was like all time slow. I recall uh, at his combine, but just a bully with the ball. You know, strong hands at the catch point, fearless. You know, and and a bully with the ball in his hands. Yeah, I can, uh, I can buy it. You know who uh, Puka's buddies with? Everyone. Wow, a a very famous, well-known person. Oh yeah, that that uh, what's his name? The baseball guy that just got paid seven hundred million dollars. Right. Oh, I don't, I don't know that. Oh, he better. was wearing his jersey at the at the Rams game, oh. so I just that assumed boy? so. Who, oh yeah, he's Yo, famous. Dana White, that's right. Yeah, go. yeah, yeah. Grew yeah. up with Dana White's kids. <laughs> yeah, played football. Yeah, so yeah, I, I did see Dana White was like shouting him out on Twitter at uh, at one point. And I know that's that's your bag right there. So yeah, he has famous friends already. He's gonna have a lot more. Dude's awesome. No old boy is he? <laughs> yeah, he's yeah. awesome. Yeah, you know, so good for him. All right, so let's just walk down. This since since we were already on this no Puka awards. Let's let's go through the the biggest ADP riser and fallers because you know for reference sake, Puka was ADP at least what I looked at on uh, Fantasy Pros one forty eight overall wide receiver fifty one was where Puka um, <clears throat> had fallen and clearly far exceeded those expectations. So who do you have as the biggest riser? So I did not go through the
0: actual. Uh, new ADP, but I just wrote down neither, a couple names. <laughs> yeah, so I'm just looking at guys who I know are going to be shooting up. Uh, so I, I got several with just, you know, I, I didn't, like I said, I didn't look. So Rashad White was running back 29 going into this year. Uh, he's going to probably be what high end RB2 conversation. Uh, hey. Nico Collins was wide receiver 54. He's going to be way up there. Uh Laporta, obviously, was tight end 13. He's tight end one. Um, Rasheed Rice, who I I didn't even write that. I forgot to even look him up, but, like, that guy's going to skyrocket. So there's quite a few guys. A-Chain, I think, is a first-round pick now from that mistake, and he was RB 45. So, I mean, there's quite a few guys who are going to rocket up the boards for
1: sure. Yeah, I'm right there with you. I went with Kyron Williams, who was – 167 overall on ADP. He was drafted as running back 51 after a lost season. I mean, that kid, what he did was impressive. I mean, although missed games due to injury, I mean, still the fact that he finishes was he the league's leading rusher or second leading rusher or some shit like that? And, you know, running back two on a points per game basis in that McVeigh offense. I mean, that's a, you yeah, know, I don't know. Right he now, more, he's going to go as an RB1 in. Right in now, he's RB8, depth. 25th yeah. overall. Exactly. I mean, so and this is, jumped,
0: this is single QB by the way. Jumps
1: 43 spots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. As a running back, that's a pretty, pretty significant rise. But spoiler alert. I did say that I w- I didn't have any duplicates. Well, I do actually have one. Ooh, here. I'm, a couple of them that I mentioned, I'm just pulling it up now. Rashad white is now
0: RB 11. So he went from 29 to 11. He's a first rounder. <laughs> that's a big fucking jump. Yeah. Uh, Nico Collins is the now wide receiver 19 so not as much as I thought but he was 54 so
1: wide receivers right. tough because there's a lot of established names on top of him oh yeah. yeah it's it's tough to crack that top 12 of wide receiver um so I think 19 is is 19 good, good. And like 18 like a mid you know high a mid to high wide receiver too you know he'll, he'll he'll be i think he'll bubble up above 18 but yeah like pretty clear cut. If he's your Ooh. wide receiver too, in redraft, you're happy.
0: Hey, DJ Moore is wide receiver twenty one. Your guy. That seems like a, a
1: deal. You're jumping all over. Oh, all day. And these what? These are dynasty ADPs. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, I guess his age, but I uh, I think he's I think he's just in his prime right now. I think he's <laughs> I think he's gonna persist. That might maybe that's a byproduct of that post I saw about not taking this shit seriously. In the offseason. So yeah, I'd take both of those guys at their ADP in the second. It, it, listen, this second round this
0: year, the tail end of the second round. Let's just go back half, get off get, or no, no, that's the top of the third. Uh tail tail end of round two. We'll go pick eighteen. <coughs> Stephon Diggs, meh, Metcalf, Jonathan Taylor, Addison, Puka, Pittman, Tankdale, Kyron Williams, JSN, Nico, Zay Flowers, Pat. Then Mahomes will skip him. DJ Moore, Laporta, Drake London. No, thank you. Uh, I'm skipping over the quarterbacks. T Higgins, Kenneth Walker, Debo, and Saquon Barkley kind of wrapping up uh, round three there. And Rashad White is Devontae Adams and Rashad White. So <laughs> nice run there at that fucking. Ooh.
1: There is. Are you taking Tank Dell or Nico Collins?
0: I, I have one league where I have both of them, and then it, w- it was going flipping a coin every week, but then I just started both of them. And I was pretty happy with it. Uh, I'm Nico because Tank Dell is so fucking little. And look, we saw it. He <laughs> shattered his leg. It's stupid because they had him blocking. So I, I get it. But if I had the pick a guy to watch, George, tank George, George
1: Pickens ain't about that life. He's like, no, absolutely not. I'm not getting hurt. <laughs> and he's <Why>? fucking big.
0: <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it, it's got to be, it's got to be Nico. I mean, Tank Dell, they're the same age, too. That's the, that's mm-hmm. one of them. I love those little things. But yeah, Tank Dell's littler, same age. Give me, give me the bigger guy who, you know, fingers crossed, will not sustain as many injuries as the smaller guy in theory.
1: Yeah, I mean that's that's where I'm at as well, and it's you know I was shocked by Tanko. I thought way too small. I mean the C.J. Stroud like hyping him up, you know, like begging the Texans to draft this kid was is impressive, right? That's just nothing. To take away from that, if Nico Collins can stay healthy, he has alpha receiver tendencies. No, um, in my opinion, you know, right, and like. To be in that they're the same age, like that's, uh, so he doesn't, he doesn't even get dinged for, you know, resetting a few years on tank Dell. So while I, when you said tank Dell before Nico, I was like, I, I know that's where the industry's at. I'm not there. I would, I would trade tank Dell for Nico plus if that's an option, right? If that's like really consensus in the industry that people want tank Dell over Nico, then okay. Give me Nico in a second and I'll give you tank Dell on a third. What if, that. what if, Looking the, the magical uh,
0: whatever you want in the world. What if I promised Tank Dell would never get hurt for the rest of his career?
1: Yeah, I mean, you, would you also promise Nico Collins doesn't get hurt for his career? Then sure. During the world we're living in, then yeah, I still think yes. Nico Collins because he missed Okay.
0: See, <laughs> I lean the quarterbacks
1: for a years. I mean, that's I
0: slightly lean you know. Tank Dell in that imaginary situation just because Dell yeah. his knock is the size. I mean. That guy's a great route runner, great separation, all, all the shit you want. Yeah, if, if he was if he was six seven, he'd be fucking <laughs> wide receiver yeah, one. You. But yeah, wow, well, yeah, I went, I went, I went, I went too much. We'll go six two. <laughs> you,
1: went, you, went, you went a little bit too far there, but yeah, I mean, he added a foot. He's five eight. <laughs> but the reality, yeah, but the reality is, he's 165". I mean, yeah. granted, like it's it's more readily acceptable in today's NFL. That's still small, even for like new acceptable NFL. Like well, it's ridiculous. the new like small guys are like the guys that are like six foot one eighty. You know what I mean? Like or the Devonte Smith, and they're still like six foot tall, right? I mean, it's like you're still not seeing a ton of these like five eight guys that are really going to be like wide receiver ones on their team. I, I don't I don't know that that's a thing. I mean. Can he be? Yes. I mean, he showed it, you know, in his rookie year. Uh, so I'm not, not taking anything away from the guy, right? But you're still looking at, like, the undersized guys. Like, even, like, Zay Flowers, he's only five nine, but he's 182. He's, like, 20 pounds heavier than yeah. Tank Dell. Like, that matters. Like, I get it. You're not oh, really yeah. allowed to hurt these guys anymore, but we're well, still playing tackle football.
0: That's the thing with, uh, you know, the the undersized QB, right? You look at Russell Wilson and Kyler Murray. And Russell Wilson, for lack of a better term, that boy thick, you know, he's not built different.
1: Yeah. yeah. Not skinny ass Bryce Young, right? Who like did not Correct. eat and drink water for a month before the combine. <laughs> Fucking weights so in his pockets. He, so he could waddle into the stadium and get in get, hit the two hundred marker. Yeah. Yeah, that, that dude ain't it. Sorry.
0: And even Kyler Murray isn't – he's an inch shorter than Russell Wilson and looks like about, I don't know, 15 pounds lighter, I think. But
1: he's over 200. Yeah, I mean, the irony is Kyler's listed at 5'10", 207. Bryce Young's listed at 5'10", 204. And, yeah, anyone that tries to tell me those guys even look remotely close to each other body-wise, type like, miss me on that. All right. So all right, so we did rise it. Let's do forward and then just let's get moving. My follower was Damian Pierce. Like I believe we're talking about Houston. Mm. Uh, ADP 59, running back 22 overall. And uh, no, he got Devin singletary That dude's star fell hard and fast. Ended last year injured. When he started this year, their offensive line was a mess. I think he got hurt, and then Singletary came in as the offensive line was getting healthy and starting to gel with CJ Stroud and Damian Pierce's history.
0: Yeah, so I, I, my, my first thought was Kelsey because he was no longer tight end one. He's still tight end three, which is fucking nuts. So I kept digging, and I found someone by the name of <laughs> Darren Waller. Tight end five, 60 overall going into this year. Current ADP, tight end 18, 154 overall. When he's healthy, he's good. He's probably got to play a few more years, but uh, his body seems to be betraying him. Doesn't look like he's going to be back in New York next year, which – Maybe good, maybe bad, who knows? But yeah, for me, Waller is clearly falling off a cliff.
1: Yeah, I don't disagree. You know, <clears throat> turn 32 next year. They got the bell ringer there in uh New York. Give that kid a shot. But you're right. I mean, those those uh Darren Waller alpha seasons seem like a lifetime ago. I mean, you just looking back. I mean, it was the twenty twenty season where he put up those hundred and seven catches, roughly twelve hundred yards and nine touchdowns. He's been Hurt and less effective ever since. I mean, he's played in 32 games the last three years as a total of six touchdowns during during that time. I mean, it's yeah, he's not the same guy. Uh, I think you've mentioned before that he's a recovering addict, so like you, you can't really block that pain as well as some of these other guys uh, are willing to do um, to gut it out game in and game out. Like, you can't imagine feeling everything as a football player. <laughs> right? So uh it's unfortunate and he's getting older, you know, so he uh, good thing got his got his life in order. He could have he could have disappeared off the map, you know, he yeah, walked out in Baltimore, got his life in order, got a second chance in Las Vegas of all places, which is <laughs> ironic. <laughs> um, you know, and uh you know, got got paid, you know, had a couple good seasons, but yeah, I agree with you. It's like you know, tight ends Fall hard and fast um, and for a position that sustains, you know, pretty well when the cliff comes. You know, it's it's pretty obvious, right? So I think you mentioned Kelsey too. Yeah, I think he's done after this year. I, I do think he's already, his brother already retired. Yep. You saw and, that, right? Yep. And I think they're gonna go in the Hall of Fame together. I think that's something <laughs> that's a thing. And Kelsey's clearly looked like a shell of himself the last. That's for most of the season started off the year hurt. Kind of, you know, he's referenced, you know, the injuries and being in pain every day on the podcast he's on, you know, and you know his quality of, you know, play on the field has suffered. And now he's got interest off the field, right? He's now he's he's got the Taylor Swift thing. He can he can ride for however long he wants. And he's now a spokesman on just about everything, getting paid tons of money. Yeah, I think this is uh, I think this is it for old Trav. As well, so, yeah, interesting. All say. right, all of them biggest bust, John. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna go first before you go because this is Austin Eckler. Yeah, he wasn't the least valuable player, he was a bust. That's why he, uh, he, he, when I said some of these categories just right away, I wrote names down. Yep, him, yeah, ADP a two, running back at two, finished as running back 25 on the season. Average of career low, 3.5 yards per carry and the second lowest yards per reception, 8.5 in his career. He picked up that dreaded high ankle early in the season and just never looked the same again. Everyone knows that clip where he looks like that old man running down the football field, um, you know, with no one trying to tackle him as <laughs> it's taking him 45 minutes to get to the end zone. He's also a pending free agent and turns 29 in May. He's not going to be back in LA. I think that's for sure. I think that ship has sailed over how the relationship ended. They're going to move on. He's going to pick up a deal somewhere else, and maybe he finally becomes that, like, you know, passing down only back with a true running downs back ahead of him. But that's not going to help his fantasy value either. He busted this year, and he's not going to return a running back one season ever again. See, I, I think in. We're... What we've come
0: to expect is dead correct. But I think uh I think in a PPR world he has he has a pretty decent world ahead of him where he can amass he can he could I mean what the fuck didn't Danny Woodhead catch a hundred balls one year or something insane like that? Danny Woodhead's awesome. Yeah, I mean I I, I think Eckler <laughs> has that in his bag of tricks still. Maybe maybe he gets shit two carries a game <laughs> you know maybe he ends up with a 40 carry season but he gets you know 100 targets i i, I think he still has that low end ppr upside in, in standard scoring leagues i would
1: oh yeah chance. but that's where i'm at it's like hit rb 25 finish this year that's probably what you're hoping he does as a passing down is only back mm. even in ppr leagues that's where i'm at he's he's he, he can't i don't give a shit how many targets he gets He's not putting an RB one season back up there. It's just not happening. I, I, he doesn't look explosive st- anymore. I mean, he can compile, sure, but no. He it's because he was on the field so much. That's why he got all the targets he did. Not saying he's not a good receiving back, but he never left the field. So if he's never on the field during those first and second downs <laughs> to get those checkdowns and everything, he's he's not getting a hundred targets. Does not happen. Um, I, I also had Eckler. I, I I was not wanting
0: to double dip, so I another Aaron, honorable it, mention. I honorable yeah. mention I put in there was Miles Sanders. He was running back 18, so not not super high expectations, but he ends up signing this contract with uh, Carolina, reunites with his old running back coach, if I'm not mistaken. You go, all right. He, there There's a little wiggle room here. He showed flashes with his time in Philly, and then uh, he ends up getting blown off the field by Chubba Hubbard. So that was just an honorable mention. If I'm not double dipping, that was somebody I was going to go with, but yeah, it's
1: clearly Eckler <laughs> yeah I and listen I I took the cheese with Sanders as well because he got paid and he went back with Reich and I'm like I mean he's just gonna get volume I mean with a rookie quarterback like he's gonna start getting I again like I, I I I saw a season or two of production and now he stunk he uh, he, he stunk big time terrible. So, right there, terrible right there all right biggest sleeper for me we mentioned a few times throughout as well Nico Collins he was uh, ADP 126, wide receiver 47. He finished as wide receiver 12 overall and missed two games. If you look at the top 12 receivers in fantasy points per game, he was actually tied sixth as far as fantasy points per game in the the top 12 overall. Dude was solid almost across the board in games he played, um, even with some of those kind of, you know, low games when when the Tank Dell was scoring like two touchdowns and all. I was just super impressed with Nico that he barely was listed as a wide receiver four and he finished in the one wide receiver one um, category. So I think he qualifies as, we can't say Puka, right? There's no Puka in. So the wide receiver being drafted kind of around him that ended up as wide receiver one. I think that qualifies as a uh, biggest sleeper.
0: That is a good one. I thought you were going to go with the same guy I did. uh, I looked at Raheem Mostert after he scored a trillion touchdowns this year, but I Did not. I did stay at running back. Kyron Williams coming out of nowhere. uh, RB7 and PPR standard scoring running back four. And he missed, I think, four games, five games this year. So even missing games, this guy was a rock solid RB1. Uh, Good lesson for both of us. We talked about it earlier in the year. We liked the tape, hated what we saw at the Mm -hmm. combine, and it spooked the shit out of us. It finally got a chance on the field and the guy looked good just like he did in college so it just had to get that chance so for me that was the biggest sleeper uh not even close this year
1: yeah i can't disagree based upon adp because i mean he, it was a lost rookie season for him and where he finished but again i uh i think we mentioned kyron earlier i'm i'm saving kyron for uh, a different category uh excellent <laughs> that, that we have remaining so don't disagree as far as sleepers are concerned um i just went in a different direction. So going from uh you know there's, there's sleepy sleepers let's let's go rookie bust. I I don't know that there's really yeah, you know, this is I think it's a one man race as well personally and while we weren't high on him, Quentin Johnston finishing as wide receiver 74 when the Chargers lost Mike Williams in week 3. Josh Palmer missed 7 games this year and Keenan Allen missed the final 4 games of the season. And the Chargers first round pick at wide receiver still failed to fire. He somehow was only credited with 3 drops on the season, but I I vividly recall every single one of them on Twitter <laughs> because they were so egregious drops that that dude is BUSTY BUSTERSON. And and it's because not only was he shit, he had a clear runway just to gobble up production. And he somehow only commanded 67 targets on the season.
0: Yeah. Part of the selling point with him coming into the year was knowing Mike Williams and Keenan Allen would probably both miss time. So you go, the guy's going to get on the field and he did and did nothing with him. Uh He was also my rookie bust. Uh J- Bryce Young was in the conversation for me, but kind of knew he was going to stink You know, a close second behind Quentin Johnson, Jonathan Mingo fucking stunk, too. I mean, that whole Carolina team offense, everything stunk. Uh, You know, not that there was a clear path for this guy, but he did see 85 targets, 400 yards. So he saw he saw, you know, 20 more targets than Quentin Johnson and put up less yardage. I mean, he averaged 9.7, Johnson 11.3 and at least Johnson got in the end zone twice. Mingo did not. So j- just how he skyrocketed up heading into draft season. He was a guy I loved, but the price got little little too steep for me, so I ended up not getting him anywhere. But that was a he seems just to be getting overlooked cuz Johnson sucks so bad and that whole Carolina offense stunk, but Mingo is right, right behind him. To, to me, it's a one A one B. They're a like lot closer to being shitty than I think people are even consciously aware of.
1: Yeah, don't disagree. Mingo finishes wide receiver eighty. Um, like you said, he did command more targets, but did less with them. Yeah, you know, but he was also a second round pick, right? To Quentin Johnson. Sure. So that was that was a huge differentiating factor. And busting is expectation, right? And draft capital, you know, like this, sure, you know, not the. You know, the necessarily who we who we liked better. We both liked Mingo and thought, oh, man, he fell in Carolina. He's going to get opportunity. Well, he got more targets. He did get opportunity. Only caught like half of them and didn't do shit with it. So. He, he's one of those guys like
0: the hype train, at least for me, saved me. I liked him a lot. You know, I think early in the process, he was like a two, three turn guy. And then everybody else fell in love with him and ended up going like that one, two turn. And I didn't like him there. And I I, didn't, I don't think I have him anywhere. And he was one of my favorites going in. And now I'm like, dash, dash yeah, I,
1: yeah I, I liked him before he got drafted. <laughs> I didn't like him as much as everyone else after he got drafted. So I don't have a ton of ton of Johnny Mingo either. All right. So off a of rookie bust on to the one year wonder category, John, who do you have? No oh, rookie sleepers. We forgot rookie sleepers.
0: Where's that at? Rookie bust and then rookie sleeper.
1: Yeah. Yeah, okay. That's the not Puka
0: award. Yeah. But I, um, so I'll, I'll go real quick then. Uh, a couple guys out there like Tank early in the process. He was a fourth round pick. Uh, we, we mentioned Rasheed Rice, who I don't, I don't think people had the high expectation, especially the way he closed out the year. But uh, looking through ADP and guys that people didn't have on their radar and unfortunately picked up an injury at the end there. Keaton Mitchell looked great when he finally got on the field uh, and off that uh, Ravens practice squad. He got out there, looked awesome. Didn't, you know, while he was on the field, he was certainly usable. Sucks that he got the injury late in the year because who knows how much we're going to see of him uh, next year on the field. But that's a guy, man, he really impressed me. And that's my rookie sleeper going deep.
1: I mean, the funny thing is that's the first name that came to mind in my head when I was trying to look for a sleeper without looking at ADP and all because yeah, we were both pretty high on Mitchell coming out of East Carolina. So kudos to you on that. I'll go with another guy that I was pretty high on. Um, then it's Dontavian Wicks mm. for a Green Bay Packers team that has done seemingly nothing but draft pass catchers the last two years um, after – Aaron Rodgers is going, you know, in the transition period, you know, he's the forgotten man. He was the fifth round pick of this 23 draft where they also went and got not only Jaden Reed, but two tight ends, you know, so this was the guy was the fourth pass catcher taken. I like the player. And, uh, you know, certainly he was, he was productive given that fifth round draft capital, 39 catches, 581 yards and four touchdowns on the season. He kind of stepped in when Christian Watson got injured and was like that big bodied wide receiver for them. And I just, I, 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 I like the player. I mean, six one two oh six you know, is, you know, if that wide receiver rooms up for grabs. I mean, Romeo Dubs just had the biggest game against Dallas and Jane Reed didn't have a catch. In a game where where they score forty eight points, like Jordan loves spreading the ball around. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's not relying on one of these guys, so you can get pop up performances from from a Dontavian Wicks. He's probably a great best ball type guy for next year. But I like the player if Christian Watson can't get healthy. I mean, he's going to see himself on the field in three wide receiver sets, yeah. and you know he's if he's open, he's going to get the ball. So, big Dontavian Wicks fan, but also right there with you on Keaton Mitchell. Yeah. So
0: you, you had already mentioned one year wonder is our next category. So that's just the guy who had a great year this year and uh, we do not see it happening again. The, 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 low hanging fruit here is obviously Sam Howell because he's probably, probably <laughs> never going to start again in the NFL consistently, but you know, he, he got himself uh QB one stats carry. I had him in a couple spots that he actually helped me in redraft quite a bit, but I, I'm going to go a little, little better, a little bolder here. Tua. I would I, I have not impressed with Miami m- minus their 72 uh, dick kicking in of, of Denver in week two, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, it was mostly on the ground, too. Well, <laughs> yes. all Yeah, shit. Almost all of it, yeah. So I don't – I just don't think – Tua is a legit <laughs> QB1, or I have him, I'll be trading him, finished QB9. I have a hard time. I mean, look, he's got Tyreek Hill, so you always got those big plays in there and, and Waddle when he's healthy. Pat your stats, but I just no longer see him as a year-in, year-out QB1 for fantasy. So for me, it's Tua. He's, he's peaked in my opinion.
1: Yeah, I mean, listen, as a huge to A supporter, the the season, the the back end of the season was was a tough watch. And if it weren't for my Eagles' epic collapse, people would be talking about the Miami Dolphins mm-hmm. and how they fell apart from being a week eighteen, went away from being the two seed and hosting a game themselves to having to go to Arrowhead and, and the negative thirty degree wind chill, you know, where they didn't stand a chance. Right? I mean, they controlled their own fate um, and just looked inept. Their offense was was terrible. Um, if they're not clicking on those big plays, they don't work. So this is me um, sticking to my priors, right? And I've been referencing this guy all along telling you that, you know, spoiler alert, my one-year wonder is Kyron Williams. He was running back seven overall, running back two mm. on a points-per-game basis. He averaged 19 carries and four targets per game for a slow – undersized and oft injured running back. I'm not going to place my hopes in him repeating for those who don't remember he is 5'9, 194, and he is slow. Yes. We liked his tape and I think that played true this year. I still don't want to bank on undersized running backs. He got hurt on several occasions in this Detroit game. Um, You had to get evaluated for a concussion, had a significant enough hand injury that he couldn't finish the game, missed games during the season with a high ankle, missed most of his rookie year, I believe, or a good part of it with injury as well. I just don't think he's built for the rigors of the NFL, and he's definitely not built to have 23 touches per game, which is what it's taking for him to get the production he's getting. McVay will run a running back into the ground just like his buddy Shanahan will. Yeah. So, unfortunately, I just think this guy is too little to succeed. There's too big to fail. He's too little to succeed. This was the Kyron Williams season. I would be trading him if I owned him in Dynasty.
0: That's so scary. The thought of him just being good on someone else's team is is hurtful. Listen, I would need a lot of scary in the world.
1: You have yeah, have yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, and it's mine is this is peak value for Kyron Williams.
0: What you would you, what's, more the,
1: money. what's <laughs> the lowest you'd take for him? I'd want a first plus, meaning considering that he's a guy you probably picked up off waivers or drafted in like round four of your rookie draft two years ago. If, if, if I got a first only- plus, like an upside type guy, like if I get like a first in Kendra Miller type, um, first in Roshan Johnson, those types, doing a heartbeat. These are two guys that scare the shit out of me. First and Tajay Spears. That's a whole nother thing.
0: Well, okay, let's say you you dangle him out there, and the best offer you get is 201.
1: No, I'm gonna hold him for 201. I don't like this class. There's no running backs in this class now that <laughs> everyone's going back to school and <laughs> doing all this. So it, there's no one you're gonna replace them with. You know, even in a super flex, I mean you're you're probably drafting a receiver there. Um nah, it's not gonna that's not gonna get it done for me. I'll hold. I hope that I can get them into, yeah, you know, move them in season. Then, if no one's willing to pony up, is that NIL money official?
0: Like what you see online, or is those just, no. just
1: est- It's all estimates, right? I, it's well, yeah. I mean, there's like trackers, and I believe they're all estimates. But there's certain like funds that aren't paying out players. Like players have come out and said, "I never got a penny that was promised ah. to me." Oh, this season. I mean then you see someone like Caleb Williams who's like driving around a Lamborghini and in a penthouse apartment in downtown LA and you're like oh yeah he's get, he's definitely getting paid. Right? I mean there is valid. no fucking way I would go pro. Why would I don't get it. I don't well, get well, I mean why. for certain positions you think like a quarterback like that still that rookie contract no, 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 top 3 pick no, is like yeah yeah way yeah. more than 3 million a year in NIL but yeah any like half decent player that's getting any significant cash yeah, like don't living that
0: college Williams, life. Don't you think Williams is getting mm, like, especially you know, obviously there's things that go into this. Your school, the school has better boost. You know what I mean. A well, guy look, from that's why talking, a guy from eastern huge. Eastern Michigan. Yeah, a guy yeah, from Eastern of Michigan <laughs> isn't getting the same money as a guy at USC. I understand that, but like. There's I can't see like Caleb Williams not making five to ten million dollars in college.
1: Yeah, I mean I think his number was three. It was Bullshit. Prison. So I mean <laughs> no fucking way. Listen, imagine being like a college quarterback a decade ago and hearing that this dude's making three million dollars a oh, year. You'd hang yourself, <laughs>
0: well, yeah. they'd find you dead well, in your closet.
1: Yeah, I mean, we've come a long way, right? Where that's only a fraction of what these uh universities make off of these teams. Right. ridiculous. So, yeah, it's a, uh, yeah, it's,
0: there's uh, no way I come out. If I'm making any money in college, it, unless you're like you said, unless you're top 10 pick or whatever, you're, you're not <laughs> like any of these running backs. What? Okay. The best running back gets, you know, day two draft capital. No, thank you. I can, I can drink and party and still make a million dollars for another year. I'll yeah. You start, start looking I'll ride at, this like, out.
1: Yeah, like why Travion Henderson went back to Ohio State, even though Quinshon Judkins is there. That's probably because yeah, he's he's going to make a million dollars to be back there next year, and he'd be he'd probably go in or he'd he'd be a day two pick. So he'd go in round two or three. But half these guys that are day three guys that are making a couple hundred grand a year with no long term guarantees, fucking real. Yeah, I mean what's the what's the incentive for a running back turning pro that's unlikely to ever see a second contract? (laughs) <laughs> and you get one
0: of those uh you know, get one of those insurance
1: policies on your on your exactly. body. You, if, Like if Jake you know Butt a, did, Jake Butt got fucking paid. Yeah, if you know you're a one contract player, like a running back, who cares if you enter the league when you're 23? You only get one contract anyway. Go yeah, go, yeah stay in college for one more year, get paid a million dollars, enjoy your life, and, you know, and then realize your dream of the NFL when you realize you're, you're only gonna make a couple hundred grand a year. Maybe you hit some incentives because mm. you pop. You know, and you get an all pro or, you know, a pro bowl not or whatever it means. And you you make a million dollars one year. Like, that's just your ceiling. Like, you're not getting a second deal (laughs) anywhere. Mm -mm. So, yeah, I'm with you. All right. Let's finish strong. We got two awards left and we always want to finish. Agree. Maybe we want to. Oh, yeah. All right. I see. Let's get that one out of the way. Injury of the year. I went Justin Jefferson wide receiver 31. He missed seven games due to injury and yet still finished with 1074 yards and five touchdowns. He was pretty much consensus wide receiver one might have been 101 in redraft um, and did not did not return due to that significant injury that he that he received missing was at roughly a third more than a third uh, of the season.
0: I went with Nick Chubb. Fucking yes, fuck yes, I did. Yeah, you a did. Heartbreaker. <laughs> I mean, yeah, week one he goes down. If Jerome Ford could be RB sixteen in this setting, uh, Chubb was gonna be fucking RB two, man. It was gonna be. Could have been a, a, an epic year. I mean, not McCaffrey esque, but you you get where I'm going with it. Just heartbreaking, and and to lose him in week one, and not was, even was
1: actually in week two, John. Just oh, so was it? Quickly. It was. Um and he still was running back 88 on the season. Just think about that. He got hurt early in week 2 and he was running back 88 on the season. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. He was, yeah. yeah. He, he's a stud. You're right. I mean that that hurt. That, in my home league, that set the tank in motion. After that, I you know I picked up a J.K. Dobbins injury. Then I lost uh, Joe Barrow. No, sorry. Then I lost Mark Andrews. Then I lost Joe Barrow. Um, that was, this was one of the most injury ravaged seasons I ever had for a team, and it started week two with Nick Chubb. Where yeah, I mean he's older now on another multi-ligament tear situation where if anyone can come back, it's him, but he's just turned 28 right after Christmas. So he's not getting any younger. I think he's got one more year, but it's they can cut him in Cleveland without much of a hit um, where that's entirely possible. He's <laughs> played his last down as a Cleveland Brown. And then it's where does he end up after that? That was that, that was a painful one. Um, I'm with you as far as a career yeah. ender. Or sorry, as a right. season ender is concerned. RB
0: 32 now in ADP.
1: Yeah. I don't, yeah, I don't know that I'm comfortable with that. Too too high. I I don't tell me the ones to just name the three running backs ahead of them and behind them. Uh Jerome Ford,
0: Keaton Mitchell, and Derrick Henry. They're what ahead of them? Yeah. No, who's, who's right behind him so who's 30 oh, right behind 30. him just both uh, sides. right behind him is chuba kendry miller and your boy and damian pierce and aaron jones is somehow i know he's 29 i'd be 36 that guy's still a fucking solid yeah, rb take, too. i'd be yeah. buying him all day at that
1: yeah i'm taking Jeez. Aaron jones over nick chubb i'm taking everyone except oh um damian pierce probably and who you mentioned almost straight mm-hmm. up over nick chubb not not a given, probably roster construction, but you know, I'm I'm that I, I would take Kendrick Miller. I like how Miller finished the season. I think there's a world where he's a starting running back for the Saints. I, next it scares year. scares the shit out of me though. Um, you know, Team Keaton Bulls. Mitchell will never be a bell cow guy, and he picked up a serious knee injury, but he's a lot younger. I mean, so I'm not rushing out to get any running back that's got a multi ligament <laughs> tear yeah. in his knee. Um, but yeah, I'm just I'm concerned that we're we're witnessing the the end of Chubb. He'll play again, I think, because he's that he's just that type of guy. I just his running style, you know, after now sig- multiple significant knee injuries is concerning, Se- severely concerning. So to have him as your RB three, I don't know. Yeah, I'd feel more comfortable as my RB four, two, the zombie <laughs>
0: award. So kind of opposite of the one-year wonder who returned from the dead that we did not think we would see uh, be fantasy relevant again. I'll I'll kick this one off. I went with DeAndre Hopkins. Four years ago, he was wide receiver four, getting up there in age. You go, all right, what's going to happen here? Then In 2021, he ends up being wide receiver 46. 2022, wide receiver 47 didn't blow his ADP out of the water. He was wide receiver 21 in drafts this year, 51 overall finished wide receiver 22. So white, right where people were drafting him, but I did not ever think that was in his a viable wide receiver too. I did not think at all that was possible from him again. So for me, that
1: guy was my
0: easy comeback from the dead uh, pick for this year.
1: Yeah. He's a good one. He's surprised. Oh, um, that's for sure. And he really popped after Will Levis kind of got in there, started throwing the ball downfield. I went with Calvin Ridley. He finished his wide receiver 19 on the year after one and a half years out of the league, like not playing football for a year and a half. I think that is the zombiest of zombies. I mean, that dude came back from NFL dead. Um, Drops are still a huge issue with the Riddler. He had six of them this year. And he's a fantasy roller coaster. He had eight games in double digits and nine games in single digits in PPR production. But still was a mid-wide receiver, too. Had opportunity for more. I mean, I don't even think he was maximized in that offense. But certainly returned from the dead. I did honorable mention your boy, Adam Thielen, um, who ended up biting me walking dead style after trading for him. (laughs) So I thought he was dead, dead and chase the money in Carolina. He started the year super hot, faded terribly down the stretch, but I I didn't even think the early season production was a possibility for uh, Mr. Thielen.
0: Anytime uh, Calvin Ridley comes up, one of my favorite things to do is start looking at him uh, (laughs) compared to other players (laughs) (laughs) age-wise. It's going to sound crazy, but it's not. Uh, Calvin Ridley is only two years younger than DeAndre Hopkins.
1: Yeah. I mean, he was the <laughs> NFL old, right. Coming in. Oh, yeah. I love,
0: it's, it's my favorite thing to look at. Cause yeah, yeah, he was so old coming in that. Yeah. It's always fun to compare him to like, Oh, this guy did this. And you go, DeAndre Hopkins is old as fuck. And then you go, Oh, he's only two years older than this young buck. Calvin Ridley with what? Five
1: years of experience yeah, maybe. Yeah. Ridley like started in the NFL on his second contract. That's how old he Ugh. was entering the league. <laughs>
0: and then uh, he missed again. another year. Yeah. It's yeah. the best. I love it.
1: Yeah, he's still not making money yet. That's where he's, no, at. he's no. only played as a first round pick. This is only his fifth NFL season. Logged. So he hasn't made oh, he hasn't dude. made any money yet. Like he hasn't made the money he would have made if he just continued on his course that he was with Atlanta early on. That dude would have been a twenty million dollar a year wide receiver. Right now. So love it. Zombie. Last and certainly not least, most disappointing player, John, who disappointed is a powerful word, right? And I always say that thing, it's like, I'm not even mad. I'm just disappointed. Like, yeah, disappoint someone means like at the core, right? It's not even like momentary. It's like, you just really disappointed me. So it's funny.
0: I went with Hopkins because I kept it with Tennessee. Chig conquo I mean, a guy we liked, this, this offense we were hoping was kind of on the upswing, uh, ends up being tight end 23 in a, in a world where, you know, it's not difficult to get in this top tier of tight ends, just get a couple touchdowns, get out there and score a bit, and fuck this guy, just what a giant letdown. I had him in a, <laughs> in a couple spots last year, and I was like, all right. And people were trying to trade me for him. And they're like, hey, can I get a conco? And I'm like, mm that guy's going to explode next year. I got nothing but high hopes. And and what a horrific, giant disappointment. I mean, that whole team stunk. You know, Levis has that one big game to start. Then nothing. I mentioned – I didn't even realize it. Yeah, I mentioned Derrick Henry in the beginning. The, a, lot of, uh, a lot of letdowns here. I mean, this whole team stunk. The offense stunk. That's why they fired their coach. But for me, just looking at teams I had and trade offers I could have got, you know, seven months ago, and I I held tight. But, yeah, Chigakonkwo barely being a low-end tight end, too. Like we say all the time, in in a world where it doesn't even take much to crack into that top 10 or top 12 was just a huge kick in the balls for me.
1: Yeah. I mean, that's that's obviously – you know, like you said, he disappointed you. I mean, that's what's where it really hurt. I I said once they signed Hopkins that, that Chig was a fade this year. So, well, I uh I hit the nail on the head and now and there just wasn't gonna be enough volume for him to be that good. And the Titans really should have fired their owner, not Mike Vrabel. Somehow he should have won sure. that power struggle. I don't know how, because that's not how business works, but he should have. He did not deserve to get fired. That team has been doing him wrong, doing him dirty. <laughs> for the last, for pretty much the entirety of his coaching
0: career there. So, they did him a favor by i I'm actually shocked he isn't already hired somewhere. I mean, I get they have to, you know, Rooney Rule and certain people have to come in and all the goofy shit that goes on
1: with NFL hiring, but that guy should be snatched up immediately. If if he wants to coach this year, he will be a head coach and calling his shot. You know, there's plenty of teams that I think will delay their decision-making process to make sure they get to speak with Mike Vrabel. So, Your most disappointing was an AFC South player. So was mine. Trevor Mm -hmm. Lawrence, quarterback 12. He failed to build on an, again, I guess I was buying into this end of season shit because he looked great to finish 22. Um, And I thought with Doug Peterson there, we're getting this kid back on course. He's going to be that guy that, you know you know, the generational quarterback that everyone predicted that he was going to be. They added Calvin Ridley to an already decent wide receiver room with, you know, Zay Jones and Christian Kirk, who they picked up a year earlier. Evan Ingram, who they extended like pass catchers galore. Travis Etienne, his college buddy was there, you know, and no, just like, I know he got dinged up all year, but wah, 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 barely a quarterback one. I was so high on this guy. Trevor Lawrence was on my Scott Fishbowl team this year. Uh, just like uh, I, I would have expected him to disappoint because that's what happens when I draft guys in a the fishbowl. They it was <laughs> last year. It all was, your fault. Yeah, it was DJ Moore last year. I said, This is the year. Nope. It was this year when I didn't have him, right? I could just go down the list. The year that Christian McCaffrey got hurt, I had him at 101 in the Scott Fishbowl. Like it's it, it's I'm destined to fail if I make any type of, you know, runs in the Scott Fish Bowl. It's because of like waiver wire ads. It's never because of the guys I draft, as they either get injured or disappoint universally. And this year it was Trevor Lawrence. He severely disappointed me i thought he was going to level up i thought he was going to enter that top five top six conversation he's he's mobile he brings it with his legs as well you know i I think as far as you know pass catchers concerned he has a quality pass catching group to throw to i thought the division was going to be receptive for him you know another year with doug peterson and no didn't happen super disappointed in trevor lawrence yeah you know the thing with trevor lawrence and and
0: Rightfully so, you know, top pick for fantasy the year he came out. To me, he was at least safe, right? So if you were hoping, in my mind, if you were hoping for him to be the the Peyton Manning, Dan Marino, Elway type, there was that upside. But I never felt like he was going to (laughs) suck. And given the draft capital they sank into him and how much teams still like him, he was always going to be a good pick because you knew you at least had someone especially in your super flex leads you could plug in every week so career wise even i mean yeah what a giant disappointment so far three years you would expect a little more i mean i'm just looking at his stats now still hasn't cracked 30 touchdowns interceptions went up after only throwing eight a year ago hasn't thrown more than 40 roughly 4100 yards so kind of a letdown you mentioned peterson when he signed there you're like oh this kid's gonna turn the corner but yeah Kind of a disappointing career, but for me, I liked him because I'm because I'm a giant pussy. I like <laughs> give me the safe guys, so I did like that part of drafting him. Like to me, he was bust proof, even if he didn't live up to his expectations. I mean, he's still going to be a viable NFL quarterback ten years from now. He's not going anywhere. But yeah, it, it is kind of sad to see him not. Become what everybody was hoping he was going to. I mean, there's plenty of time. Obviously, what? Yeah,
1: it's listen, 20. you mentioned that John. he's he entered the the NFL during the 17 game expansion, so he's getting an extra game, right? So just to barely crest... Oh cars, shit! Yeah, it's not anything special. Any regress last year? He said four less touchdowns, six more interceptions. You know, he wasn't as <laughs> with efficient. better weapons. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he less rushing touchdowns. Yeah, better weapons. Yeah, I mean, it's. I'm not, yeah, I'm not scared. Like the dude's going to play in the NFL for as a starter for 12 to 15 years, right. He's going to get a second contract with Jacksonville. He's made them a competitive team and he hasn't been, you know, like bust worthy where you were worrying about his longevity, but third year, I mean, I gave, I gave him the one year urban Meyer. And then I said, okay, I'm starting to see it in year two with Doug Peterson. This is the year. This was the year that it was supposed to click. You know, and it didn't. It didn't. He, he, I'm like, maybe regress is a strong word, but he, he didn't improve year over year. No. He definitely
0: didn't. And yeah, I'm just curious here. I'm pulling up Peyton Manning's stats. Yeah. Year three, he had 4,416 games, like you mentioned, 33 touchdowns. They <laughs> threw a shit ton of interceptions, but that was kind of, <laughs> led the league his run. rookie year. So, yeah. yeah. 15 followed that up with 23 so it's kind of what he did but yeah i mean you compare him to the most recent comp for him that's he's disappointing
1: i think andrew luck's probably the better comp for him but if we're talking about like recency so where's a where did mr luck where where did i know he was a turnover machine early on too I mean, you know, that's why I always thought it was weird that Jameis
0: Winston got such a bad rep because a lot of good quarterbacks have thrown a shit ton of interceptions. And, for you know, that guy threw 30 and fucking 30. Okay. I mean, we've had other guys throw a ton. Luck, not as many interceptions as I thought. 23 touchdowns his first year, 23 second year, year three. Boom, 40 touchdowns, 16 interceptions. He threw 18 his rookie year, then nine. So if you're looking at statistic kind of trajectory, it is similar. 4,300 yards his first year, 3,800 his second, 4,700
1: ish um, his third year. So,
0: yeah, but then yeah. The 23
1: 23 picked up 40, injuries, right? 11 and 5, all of those seasons, you know, started right out of the gate, got better for as far as his touchdown rate, his yeah. interceptions. Like, yeah, he, I mean, he was still an interception guy. His interception rate didn't really regress much. Then he got hurt, you know, and then was never really the same. But yeah, that third year pop i mean that's uh that's even even year five he gets banged up
0: in year four year five he comes back goes 31 and 13 then he misses all 2017 2018 comes back throws 39 and 15 so
1: yeah and he throws for 4600 yards that year so yeah. twice he's done for roughly 46 more or more yards 39 and 40 touchdowns in the in two different seasons yeah i just that that's what i want to see i want to see that next tier from uh, yeah, I, I'm Lewis. curious.
0: I'm, I'd like to know what they do in this offseason. I mean, Ridley's good, but, yeah, the, I mean, the rest of the pass catchers there are fringe at best. I don't know where their draft pick is off that my head. They just missed the playoffs, so they're probably picking in that late-teen range. There's a couple of decent wide receivers this year. They need to get in weapons. I don't know what kind of money they have in free agency. I haven't looked at this free agent class, but, yeah, you you can't – At this point, he's not going to be able to take a step up with fucking Jamal Agnew and (laughs) Zay Jones. It's just not going to happen. They need to get him a, a legit receiving core.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, keep investing, you know, draft a guy, like maybe like to get a guy you control relatively cheap, you know, as a mid first. Round type guy. I don't know no. if you said where they're gonna be. They're gonna pretty in the teens, I would assume that's maybe like a Roma Dunze type spot. But yeah, you know, commit some resources to position rather than bringing in you know, your entire wide receiver course free agents. You have no one developed <laughs> internally. So yeah, they, they need to do something to uh help old Trev hit hit that uh next gear yes. in his career. But year four is been a big year for him. I mean, they're gonna pick up his fifth year option, then they're gonna talk long term. Like I said, he's he's not been a disaster or a disappointment as an NFL quarterback. I just think from a fantasy perspective, he hasn't he hasn't he hasn't reached the levels I think any one thought of Trevor Lawrence. No, they're they're picking 17. Yeah. Trash. So, <laughs> yeah. Fucking awful. Yeah, Nobody
0: wants that pick. Oh, yeah, that's the worst back. spot to be. That is yeah. the worst. In yeah.
1: fantasy and real life. No
0: man's land. Be- yeah. yeah. Best team to not make the playoffs. You're just fucked.
1: Yeah. I mean, they're probably going to draft an offensive lineman. would be my assumption. Which also helps Lawrence, but
0: well,
1: doesn't help with the pass catchers. Then use a mid-second one. Someone. as a receiver.
0: But that concludes our 2023 season uh, 40 award show. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Uh, interested to know who you uh also helped carry or sank your year those are always the fun ones the personal awards get to get to really drive that dagger in your heart a little bit more but that should do it for us we're kind of in full off-season mode here so it's time to start getting into rookies discuss a little more fantasy playoff action as that gets a little deeper here but uh you got anything else walk nope
1: i'm done eagles are done i'm done See you in the 24 season. Go, go, go Bucks. Fire yep. the cannons. For <laughs> myself. John DeBar, my co host, Matt Walker.
0: We are the Fantasy 40, and we are out of here. Out of the playoffs, NFC East. <laughs>